Philly on Lock is a podcast based solely on the opinions and life experiences of the hosts. We may not always agree, but we do it respectfully and sometimes laced with humor. Philly on Lock is for the grown and the beautiful. Viewer discretion is advised. Now on to the show with Philly on Lock. What it do, what it do, what it do, good motherfucking people. Yes, Philly on Lock is back today. And yes, we got another good fucking episode for y'all today. Uh, let me introduce my lovely co-host, Miss... Locked and Loaded. What it do, y'all? <laughs> oh, no. Did you miss me today? Uh, okay. Did y'all miss us today? Oh, wow. She said us. Oh, shit. <laughs> No, you said me. I had to no, correct I you. No, I said me the first one we came back on. Man, okay. Anyway, what's going on, good people? Like I said, yes, today we got a very good episode going on. You know, season three, we're taking it to a whole nother level. Right. We're touching on different topics, topics of a more mature nature. So, of course, today we're coming with you with another <laughs> fire topic. And this one is definitely for... The masses, the more mature people, the people that understand where we're coming from, where other people are coming from, where just life is coming from. And you already know my model. Fuck you and the high horse you came riding in on. If you don't agree with my opinion, it is what it is. (laughs) So, our disclaimer, as usual, y'all should know about now we in season three. All right. Opinion is like an asshole. Everybody has one, but no two are alike. Bitch, all right. And she said it again. No two are the same, regardless. Anyway, good people, I'm going to let Miss Locke sparehead this one today. This is definitely one that's up her realm that she wanted to definitely bring forth to the masses. So she's going to be spareheading this. You know, I'm going to be the asshole as usual, Mr. Petty Pablo, and throw my two cents in. But this is definitely a subject that I can attest to and definitely here for the support. All right. So today we are, the topic is coming out. Okay. Why are we talking about this? Well, we all know, everybody knows somebody. They know somebody, they know somebody, they know somebody, right? So here's the thing. Now with this new everything that's going on, we have to apologize so much for what we say, how we say it, and because especially dealing with social media. Somebody is always like, wait, 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 you didn't say, wait, 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 you didn't. And it's like, well, shit, damn. I do more apologizing by what come out of my mouth than just speaking my truth. You feel what I'm saying? Got so, you. And then, like, on another podcast, we really have to say, okay, man, woman, woman, man, or everybody. He, she, And it's like her, all inclusive. Him. So I have to make sure that everybody understands we are all inclusive. We are not excluding anybody. So if I don't apologize fast enough, my bad. Charge to my head, not my heart, because I mean no doubt. Hey, my disclaimer, when I speak in terms, if I say alphabet community, that's still giving respect. I mean, I I get tongue-tied when I say the LGBT, whatever the... Whatever the fuck it is, it's just alphabet community. But believe me, I love y'all. I'm wholeheartedly standing with y'all. It is what it is. I can't remember all them goddamn letters. letters, I can't remember all them goddamn letters. That's what? That's five letters out of the fucking 26? That's too many. No, but there are more. It's just those. Okay, see? 
See, that's what I'm saying. I can't remember. So, see, not, I ain't got time. I ain't got time. I'm lost. I'm, I'm lost. Regardless, I love y'all. Regardless. <laughs> you I got a few pending things, but I'm kid the squid, everybody. You heard him, kid the squid, because we don't, he can't do governments right now. We're going to keep the government out of this. All right. All right. So, y'all, Kevin is Like in the, the the same year I was coming out, first I came out to like my friends on like Snapchat or whatever. Like it just I, I the building up to it like really took a lot. Like not a, even a lot because I was 15 at the time, so it took a lot just like mentally and emotionally because like I was going through a lot. Like I felt like I was having an existential existential crisis, but at the same time like not knowing or not being able to like be who I truly was around everybody around me. Right. So like that happened and I came out to them. And then I remember specifically it was New Year's Eve when I came out to you guys. And I like I was nervous about it the entire night. And like just like growing up, like obviously we're religious. So like we went to church and everything and like religion had a big factor into me holding off on coming out. So right. like it just it definitely deterred me from like like even like you know being okay with being gay. So like when I did come out to you guys, I just it, I felt you know I was nervous. I just was anxious the entire night, and then when I finally just you know said it to you guys, y'all just was like, well, obviously we already know. Like you know like we've been waiting on you to say something, and you you have gave you gave me three three opportunities to come out to you guys younger than that but I just didn't I was too scared to accept in myself I guess so I, truly I had to accept in myself before I, I could fully come out to you guys or like even get, come to the to y'all with the decision got you that makes sense okay now that you say it like that I, I get it because we always like what the hell I don't know But yeah. you know, now that you say it like that, you had to come to grips. You had to accept it. Now that makes sense. All right, kids, we what you what you got for us? Oh, 
Okay, so my coming out is a little different. Uh, I was always just a little, a little sugar booger, a little fruit loop as a kid. You know, like I was always the one everybody asked. You know, the hands, the neck. I used to help my mom with her hair and clothes. So, like, I mean, we knew, like, we knew. But of course, like, like Kevin said, growing up in a religious household, religious family, I think it's very hard to shake, uh, especially with a lot of the things that are said about people in the Alphabet Mafia. I think. Uh, it made me very uh, <laughs> like apprehensive. You know what I'm saying? So like, uh, my first time trying to come out because it, it, it happened in steps. My first time trying to come out, I was like 12, mm-hmm. and like I had a conversation with my mom, and it didn't really go over as planned. Like she wasn't really receptive to the idea of me being a homosexual. And uh, did he just say that? She, you know, I think like the real talk. She just wasn't really receptive, really open to that idea. But I had like come out to like a couple friends uh, along the way who like were in similar situations. I somehow always found my way to hang, even today hang out with like the misfits and the weirdos, and they always uh, wear that shit on their back. And so, uh, yeah. And so then later on, I got dragged out of the closet like two years later because I got oh, caught up. I was taking this little boy from my mama's phone. Oh shit! We didn't even gotta talk about the rest, you know. So I was caught. Yeah, (laughs) and so, uh, yeah, and so that happened, and it was really big and dramatic. And I love my mama. Hopefully, she don't ever see this, but she was a crybaby about it. She made it all about her. And um, (laughs) and my dad, she called my dad. My dad was just like, I mean, okay, whatever, fuck this, hung up. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't really care one way or the other. So, like, I mean, now we're in a much better place. Like, we've worked through it. But, like, the entire process, like, even coming out to, like, my grandparents, um, they said some things that were less than uh, upstanding, you know? Um, But we've since, like, mended fences and grown beyond those things. I think it was just a long process of me kind of dealing with it and then me dealing with the way other people dealt with it. I think that was probably the hardest part about coming out was, like, you really don't know how certain people are going to react and you don't know how certain people will stop treating you or start treating you like i was really grateful for the people who didn't switch up for me on me and then it also was really hurt by some of the people who did like so it was just a, a blended mix but i mean i'm here 10 15 years later saying fuck all of them so it is what it is true 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 i mean <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Us in the Alphabet Mafia, we call ourselves the Alphabet Mafia. So you saying the Alphabet crew or whatever, like that's nothing, nothing offensive at all. Nobody would ever take offense to that. And if they do, we got you. We got you. I mean, because one thing for sure that I never want to do is to be offensive. Like right. I remember at the beginning, it was like, "Well, Mama, you say certain stuff," and it was like, "Oh, damn! I didn't even realize I used to say it." But here's yeah. the thing: when coming up in the '80s and the '90s, we heard that shit. You know what I'm right. saying? We everybody knew. Like I said, everybody knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody, whether right. it's in the family or outside the family. So you hear uncles saying little little slash shit or whatever, and you see aunties saying little slash shit, and your grandma and your the shit kind of gets stuck in your head, uh, and you're not really taking it derogatory until somebody pointed out, "Hey, mama, no, you can't say that because that's." Because mm. used to get on me real quick, mama, you can't say that. But the crazy <laughs> thing would not to cut you off, but the crazy thing would be when back in the day during our generation, 
we knew we had those alphabet people in our family. It wasn't a big deal. Right. It was just, oh, such and such is on the other side of the fence or she this, he that. Well, not even not even the she factor. It was the he factor. Right. Because the she thing, you didn't worry about it back then. You, it wasn't a big deal back then. But when it came to when it came to males being on the other side, it was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Right, right. Like especially during our time, it was like, I know you. But the difference was was our family back then was just like, oh, it is what it is. You know, we're not going to worry about it. But that was damn near the fucking best person in the fucking family because that motherfucker, <laughs> that motherfucker need a fucking that trip, right? On this ready to fight for so, everybody in this motherfucker. Whether you talk bad about them or not. But then when you when you fast forward a little bit, right. and you get back up in present time, the late, I want to say the mid nineties to the early two thousands. That's when it started becoming. Uh, when people started being it, I wouldn't say messy, but I would say it started becoming more potent and people started paying attention to, you know, the alphabet community. So it, it started bringing awareness. I think for us, yeah, because we were more 90s. But see, here's the thing. I remember that. I was 70s, the, baby. You just a Ooh. little bit of the 70s, baby. I'm talking about those kicking it in the <laughs> with me it's like when people were around they were fine yeah we cool right. such and such and yeah 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 okay this or whatever whatever but it was like the behind the scenes conversations that is what took, correct the no that, that was definitely different. if the other person would have heard it it would have been completely fucked up you know what i'm correct. saying the different derogatory names and they wasn't saying it out of love they no they were saying it out of that's that's you basically know what I'm hate. Just being absolutely hate speech. About it. So, Correct. And it was like certain shit that we heard, we didn't really. I guess it carried over, and you really just didn't go, okay, that's mean. We shouldn't say that. So it was like once you know my child came out, then it was like I wish a motherfucker would say something, <laughs> say something, and I'm gonna burn the block down. You know what I'm saying? And we both were like that. It was like you know what, we are fine because we knew. But here's the thing. My biggest fear was, and I don't know if I ever told you this, my biggest fear was somebody else mistreating you. Mm -hmm. I knew my house wasn't fit to, but somebody else on the outside world that don't understand or don't give a fuck mistreating. Because when we were coming up in the 90s, like you said, folks started coming out, we had MTV this and da-da-da-da, then we started having... (laughs) we should be able to marry too and then other people going fuck that that's bullshit and it's like why do you care it's their choice who gives a fuck Correct. but then at the same time you get and then you had Jerry Sprinkle that was oh my god <laughs> and hey, rest in peace of Jerry rest in peace of like Jerry Jerry Sprinkle made a mockery out of the shit you know what no, I mean? no 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 I won't I don't I would no, not say he made a mockery out of the show he definitely the did it was a mockery. That shit was a mockery. Because I knew people that went on there. 
that was from Little Rock that I went to school with. They coming on there. They got uh, on the skirts and tools. Okay, then that's Nigga, you different. You don't even dress like this. Stop crying. You okay. putting that shit on TV to make it look like something. And then that's I not di- what you do. I digress. I take that back. I didn't. It was, okay. And then they got paid $2,000 to do that. Bitch, you got paid $2,000 to go on TV and make an ass out of yourself from Little Rock, Arkansas. You need your ass whooped. Country ass, please. But you anyway. know what? I'm going to do something. <laughs> a lot of people from Little Rock actually on Jerry, like, because I think we all probably know somebody from your generation, from my generation. Like, it's a lot of people. And it, you know, I think the media played a very big part in making it easier and harder to come mm-hmm. out in some For ways. Sure. Like, because, like, one thing, you know, Jerry did show his ass and he did let people show their ass. And it was fun. It was great daytime TV. Like, I can't, <laughs> I can't lie. It was can't great. And it also, like, helped people to take it less seriously in some ways. Right. Like, I feel like you saw people showing out and you're like, okay, well, them niggas just like these niggas. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, it, we all doing the same thing in a way. But I do also feel like sometimes in those places, people consider... Like, because we don't have the education a lot of times, we don't have the exposure. So sometimes what you see on TV is like what you take to be like real life. Like a lot of people, Mm -hmm. like even when I like dress up real cute or whatever, put on uh, some damn, some heels and some jeans, suddenly I'm a cross dresser. I'm a, I'm a drag queen. I'm a transgender. And I'm just like, girl, I'm just cute. Like, and that's okay. I'm just cute. Like, so I think the media kind of does it, works both ways. Like, it works for us in some avenues and then against us in other ways. Because Mm -hmm. I don't know, you know what? That's not even relevant. We're not going to (laughs) be. This is a free space. Okay, so like, I don't know if y'all saw, it was like a few months ago, maybe even a year ago almost. But like, that family. Um, these like like you were talking about gay marriages, gay couple, white gay couple, of course. Um, mm. <clears throat> let me stop throwing stones because it's some it's some bad ones in our book. Um, but it was mm. this, <laughs> and they adopted these young boys, and they were taking advantage of them um, physically, and they were even allowing their friends and associates like really pimping them out. I'm gonna tell you right now. No, I did not see no shit like that because I barely like to. I barely like to watch the news. We would never have heard that story if the internet didn't exist. Yeah, that's true. We'd have never seen nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? But on the flip side, somebody like Big Frida, who makes you know some wonderful bounce music, great vibes, got really great opportunities to work with some amazing people. Some of that would have never happened. You know that exposure would have never came to light without the internet. Like it works both ways with us, and it kind of sucks. And I mean, maybe for everybody, but I feel like specifically for us because we're still in this like educational transitional period where we're still trying to figure out what the fuck is going on over here and trying to tell everybody else what's going on. Right. And we don't know, right? And it's like it's so many rules, and I think some people, not saying all, but I think some in the community, they make so many rules. It's like it's always something. You know what I'm saying? Just when we get caught up on something, now we need to be educated on something else. And it's like, yo, now hold up. This is like information overload. Slow down. I'm in my 40s. I'm in my 40s. There's too much information. What? It's like I always got to change. You know, and then you start with the, you know, because I have no problem with whatever you want to do. You know, Kevin, when you first came out, that was one of my things. It was like, all right, as long as you don't switch on me and start, you know, changing how you dress. Hold on. When you up. say switch, what no. are you talking about? Okay, I meant switch as in turning, like, putting on dresses and shit. 
Okay. Initially, that's what I said back then. Okay. You remember? I said. I remember. I but remember. Then as time went on, and you started getting your nails done, you see, I ain't say shit. It was like, okay, yeah, those cute. Oh, like, so you talking about Dwayne Wade, son? No, well, no, because Daughter. he completely changed. Daughter. I mean, Daughter. <laughs> Daughter. Daughter. It's not his son no okay. more. Daughter. But see, that's the thing. That's the thing. It's like, you know, we have to conform and get used to everything that's going on. Get it. We got to roll with the times. You know what I'm saying? But it was like, now, if anything, the only thing that bothers me is when you say you it was some it was a TikTok. Dude said he wanted to be the first to get a uterus transplant. So he could be the first to have an abortion. And it pissed me off. Oh. Because I'm like, okay, baby. I get it that they're making ways for to be included. To mm-hmm. have a baby. Now see, that's what I get. You wanna have a baby. You wanna experience childbirth. But you want to be the first so you can have an abortion? Bitch. Okay. That sounds like bullshit. I think, yeah, and that's when I think you like clout He was clout chasing. Yeah. Okay. Well, damn. <laughs> Both y'all said the same time. And that's the shit that kind of pissed me off because I, I know he's not the only one. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? I know he's not the only one that thinks like this. It's like, I want to do it just because I can. I want to do it just because. So then, so let's, let's start over a little bit. So question to both of y'all excluding the church the church portion of it do you feel it well excluding the church portion of it when it came to your parents do you feel it was like a mind psyche thing or it was just you were literally scared to say anything to them both yeah you got right i think it was a hundred percent both um my parents I can't, like, it's really weird to, like, describe the situation without trying to describe them. But, like, I came from, like, a class clown and, like, a cornball. You know, like, my parents, really, they only take things seriously that they take seriously. Everything outside of that is kind of, like, there. You know what I'm saying? Like, they can relate to it in some way. Good. They, you know, great. If they can't, that's, that's just not it. And with, ironically, because I'm not the first fucking faggot in my family. Excuse me. I hope that don't get bleeped. Um, okay. <laughs> no, you good. Like, this Philly on lock. We talk our shit. <laughs> I'm not like the first gay or non-binary presenting. Like whatever you want to say. Like all of those things existed long before I got here. Twenty years before I got here. So it was kind of insane to me trying to wrap my mind around the fact that, like, especially like doing my mom's hair, helping her pick out my her clothes when I was like five. How do you respond so negatively to something that was always obvious? That was always a thing. And, you know, one day my dad had to talk to me. He was just like, I mean, straight up, your mom don't like gay people. I didn't either, but I used to work at the gay club for a while. And then I got over when I realized niggas is just niggas. Like, and I think my mom slowly had to get to that realization, too. Like, I mean, no, like, I don't mean a shit talker. But, like, sometimes we don't respond to things in a way that is, like, helpful or productive because we don't really understand it or we're not familiar with it. And so I think it was very much just her psyche trying to wrap around, okay, well, what does that mean? And where do we go from here? Because, like, she tried to, like, brainstorm things like, okay, when you're going to your friend's house, like, if it's your friend, we'll do this. And if it's your friend, we're going to do this. And I'm like, mama, that's so, that's corny. You know? Like, like, why would we go to We just talk about it. Like, and so it was just a lot of things. Like, I remember, matter of fact, one time I was, like, 16, 
because like my big sister, she used to always bring her niggas around. I always have, you know, the family meet her dudes or whatever. I, we go on dates and of course I got to be the chaperone, which I hate that shit. Because uh, who's chaperoning my name? <laughs> exactly. Okay, but yeah, so she always bring her dudes around. And I remember I asked my mom one time, I was just like, hey, what, how would you feel about me bringing a guy home or whatever? Or like, how would you feel like meeting a boyfriend? Because I used to talk to this guy long distance, a little Gemini. We'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> she was just like, I don't really know if I would be comfortable with that yet. Da, 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 da. And she didn't just say no, but she did make it clear that she just wasn't there yet mentally. So I feel like a lot of it is with me specifically outside of church was just the mental backflips of one undoing all of the anti-gay like propaganda people spew for the past like 30 years and two like really wrapping your mind around like this is this is my child and nothing actually changed about like my child hasn't rep- like presented any qualities i haven't already seen right like, gotcha. on paper or off like I, this is the same person i just know something in a word that i didn't know for sure before right got you yeah okay and me personally, like outside of church, like it was more of like a mental thing, but also just like, cause you know, we used to do Bible study every Wednesday or whatever. And you know, right. I just, I, I remember specifically asking you or like bringing up like, okay, well, what if I was gay or whatever, or people die, like, would I still be considered a sinner or whatever? Like some, somewhere around those lines, like, and that conversation, right. I don't really specifically remember it all the way. I do remember that, like, that kind of deterred me even more from, like, you know, going, like, saying anything to you guys. So, like, and I I knew I could come to you guys with anything and everything, but it was still, like, something in the back of my head that was just like, okay, well, what if this, like, literally changes everything about our relationship? Like, so, like, that was just, it was really a mental thing for me personally. Now, obviously, I do have my sperm donor as well to think about. So he just, that conversation alone, that was another thing that kind of just deterred me from everything. Because I just remember vivid things in my head that would they, that I would do when I was younger that would be considered like feminine or gay or anything like that. And me being snatched up, like, or me being yelled at or cussed out or whatever, or like, you know, something like that. So like, <clears throat> that relationship alone was also just like another like red flag in my head that was just like okay like maybe you can't be like this maybe you can't like do this or do this or whatever so like I don't know and the the people around me around school like I had some really really cool girlfriends obviously but like the guys I would always be like middle school was like I think seventh grade was when they like segregated us so like they have one, girls on one side and boys on one side after lunch gotcha. so like i only had literally one boyfriend like so like it just it was that relationship as well i mean those relationships as well kind of like put things into my head it was like okay like maybe i need to be maybe i need to act more masculine to even like fit in anywhere but like a lot of my girlfriends like accepted me for who i was even if i didn't even tell them specifically who i was like they knew deep down that like i didn't have to change who i was or how i acted or anything like that so because i remember when you brought up the sperm on the situation because i remember you coming home you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. in tears like you know he and it was like because you were line dancing and it was like, oh, you hanging with your mama. You acting like a little low. And it was like, I had to give him the full fucking business, even though you would know that. But I had to give him the full motherfucking business. Snatch him up again. Okay. So I don't so give a fuck that he danced. 
what's your point? What that got to, what dancing got to do with anything? Chris dance too. What's your point? What is your point? See, I was pop locking and dropping it. <laughs> so like <laughs> shoot that thing. <laughs> So that's, 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 that was the, a full disclaimer. Of oh, one. shit. <laughs> still, like, that's still not a reason for you to have, like, acted that way, you know? Like, so I have a question for you, actually. Let's flip it a little bit. How do you feel like, because from what I can tell, y'all have a very forthcoming, a very open, very candid relationship, right? <laughs> How do you feel like that... Or how did, hmm, how do I want to say this? Like, how did you accomplish that in light of some of the things you were seeing? Like, how did you separate what you were seeing from what you were doing, one? And two, how do you think that benefited y'all's relationship throughout the process? And before you answer that, hold on. So, yes, you answered kids stuff, uh-huh. but one of my follow-up questions based on what kids said so was, which, what, you know which was, like a, which was, I was going to add to both of y'all do you feel it was more hard coming out to your mother or to your father so then you say we'll what think, you was going we'll to say about those questions while she answers his question right that's what i say <laughs> okay. okay so coming up you know i've seen some shit i've heard some shit you remember when uncle Derek came out you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and how oh, yeah, yeah. that family really kind of they ostracized the shit out of him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And me and dad, we were the only ones that, you know, dude could come over with his boyfriend. We chew pool and we kick it. You know what I'm saying? Because we didn't have a problem with it. You know what I'm saying? So, and then uh, everybody gave us the side out, like, y'all kicking it with them? And it's like, uh, yeah. But anyway, so even with coming up with the people that I came up with that used to say little ignorant shit, because you remember what Copeland said, what he said on the phone to you. I and I, I was ready to whoop his crackhead ass. Okay. <laughs> Anybody that know me, you know my sword. I don't give a fuck. Anyway, so um, you know, just because he don't play sports, don't say what what you a faggot? No, don't do that. Don't 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 do my baby like that. <laughs> and if he is, what is your point? <laughs> your point. But no, um, I think I've always tried to have a open come talk to me about anything with all the kids. I mean, just because I didn't have that. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't talk to my mom about shit. I couldn't talk to my mom about boys. I couldn't talk to her about a goddamn thing. You know what I'm saying? The dropping, <laughs> the just going on between friends. I didn't have that relationship. I had nobody to talk to. A lot of the shit that I did, I had to fiddle my way through. That's how I got into so much bullshit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To come out on the other side. So I never wanted my kids to be in that situation where they had to fiddle their way through adulthood or teenagehood. You know what I'm saying? Even though KJ always, with his friends, Kevin, I'm sorry, Kevin with his friends, they would even get on to him and was like, you tell your mama everything. And it's like, Sorry that you can't talk to your mama, but you can come talk to me about any motherfucker thing. Right, exactly. And then even and then even though moving forward, Ash would tell me anything. Chris, and he kind of off and on. He, he whatever. Y'all know Chris. And then with even with some of Kevin's yeah, friends, yes. they feel like they can come to yeah. me and talk. And I feel like that's a good thing because I'm the open mama. It's like I'm not here to judge you. I can't judge you. Hell, if I judge you, hell, ain't no. Telling, because my thing is, 
judging somebody else, it ain't no telling what kind of skills is gonna fall out your closet. And I don't want my shit out there. I know my shit is fucked up. I know I did some interesting shit that I shall not put out there. <laughs> and don't look at me like that. We done all had them. Done. Now I know you can't talk. You was in the middle. <laughs> don't give me the side eye. We done all had them whole stages. So at this point. <laughs> So at this point, I, I literally claim one home. child. I don't know you what happened. Claim one child, I claim one child. I don't know what happened in Italy. All I know is, <laughs> okay, not okay. <laughs> so therefore, hey, I can't judge nobody for nothing that they do. Not calling y'all hoes or anybody else hoes. I'm just saying, everybody's had a past. So why would I sit up and judge anybody for anything that they that do? Is or that is very true. You know what I'm saying? So I like our open relationship. I like my open relationship with all my kids that want to talk. My bonus kids, my extra kids, the ones that don't talk to me no more. Mm, I'm throwing shade and I am whoever gonna leave. Oh, shit. But <laughs> it is what it is. But okay, you said about the the did I answer your question? Because y'all know I don't. You, know. you okay. did good. You did good. Oh, wait, wait, wait. One more right. part. One more part. How did it how do you think that benefited y'all's relate? Like, how do you think that benefited him through his coming out process? Oh, um, I think that's what made it when he actually did go ahead and come out. I think that's why it was so easy. Because really, the only thing we did was crack jokes and give you a hug. <laughs> come right, here. Exactly. Because you're right. Right. Next, As you next, said, next, y'all so, already knew. Because we already knew. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. always asked the question. You just, you know, and, and that was one of the things why we always asked because we wanted you to have that open space and that safe space to talk to us. And you was just like, Mm-mm, no, stop asking me that. Okay, we'll, <laughs> we'll stop asking. We was just trying to let you know that it's okay. To come right. talk to us, you know what I'm saying, and we just, you know, we just surmised that, hey, when he read, he read it. We'll shut up. We ain't gonna say shit else. <laughs> you know, and I think that's what, in the long run, in the back of your head, you knew we was cool. You know what I'm saying. You just yeah, had to get up enough nerve to come say it. You know what I'm yeah. saying because at this point, we already you can't know you're going out. He knew he was cool. You can't say well, that. Dude. I can assume that deep in, in your mind. God damn it, I'll make an ass out of myself for my kids. Shut up. I think in the back of your mind, the deep, deep, you knew that it was okay to come talk to us. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we was what we was. I mean, it well, that's why I asked. Do, you, do y'all feel it was possibly easier to come out to your mother or to your father? You go first this time. Okay, so uh, for me personally, I'm like, okay, so obviously I have three parents. So like me personally right. and my mom and my stepdad were more, I was most definitely 100% more comfortable coming out to them than my biological dad. Obviously only because like our past relationship, just like him not even like, you know, being cool with me, dancing or being the feminine as I was, like whatever, right. whatever, right. like. Uh, that relationship wasn't like the strongest so definitely my mom and my stepdad for sure and those two they're literally they were one person so like they weren't really separate they were but they weren't so like I didn't like think of them as a separate entity like so uh, they were both easier for me personally got you period I don't know um yeah, my mom was, like, really dramatic. Like, I think that's where I get all my drama from. My mom is really, really dramatic. So I knew that was not going to be easy 
And then my dad is just very, he's a cancer, you know, very nonchalant. Shout out to the cancers. Yes. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> and really, I think coming out to him would have been like easy-ish, but like, because I technically didn't come out to him. My mama put me out to him. Like, but like, I think it would have been easy in like the sense to say like, hey, yo, I like niggas. Like, I think, I don't think he would have took an issue with that because I've heard him say it on the phone before about somebody else. Like one of my cousins, he was like, I mean, that don't fucking matter to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but he was obsessed with trying to teach me how to be a man. And he has like, but it was all very physical, very labor oriented, very guidance oriented, like constantly having to watch out for like my sisters and shit. And it's like, my nigga, I want to be gentle too. I don't think you catching that part. I don't want to be <laughs> That's not my ministry at this moment, you know? <laughs> so I think it was like equally difficult, but for different reasons with both of them. Got right. you. So with me, I know when you finally did come out to see you, I ain't going to even be, I'm not even going to be a full on asshole and just call him out of day like I typically do. Single. We're better than that. I said I'm going to be nice. Hey, don't push it. All right, so when you came out to see you at that time, when you went over there, you had been over there in forever. And the night that you called me and you was just like, he, well, when I picked you up or something, he was like, I don't think I agree with it. And I'm mad at your mama because she didn't tell me first. First off, bitch, let me tell you something. See, I was trying not to do this. <laughs> first off, uh, my nigga. So you're um, on TikTok, mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> first off, I mind my business. I drink my water. But that wasn't even the saying there. But water my ass. It was not my, <laughs> it was not my business. <laughs> I mean, if he wanted to come out to you, it is up to him to come out to you when he wants to come out to you. I didn't go around and write no damn bulletin, no newsletter. Guess what? My baby came out. Nigga, what? Bitch, what? And then for him to say to you what he said, I don't know if I, you know, 100% agree. I didn't ask you to agree. It wasn't a question. Do you want some pop? I didn't ask you, (laughs) did you want to? I'm just telling you how I'm feeling. So, you know, and that was it. Like I told you, like I said at the top, that was my biggest fear. You know what I'm saying? Because there are so many homophobic people out here. Mm-hmm. And it bothered the shit out of me because, you know, 15 when you came out, you going out, you kicking it, you mean people. Then you getting ready to go to college. So you don't have me, you're not coming back to my house and you don't have me right there to protect you if you need me to. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Which that's that mom. So you don't know the dangers you know he's facing. The dangers that you face because there's so many ignorant ass people out here that chooses violence or choose ignorant shit and we all know my baby ain't no fucking fighter he's a goddamn lover you know what i'm saying so, and i'm looking at my little schnookums and i'm going i will fuck this world up somebody touch wrong so based Seriously. on that comment you just made and this is just asking in general like how you said his father acted towards him and, I was ahead. and you're saying how people in general will probably act towards them. Do you feel it was just the simple fact that I almost didn't wish my son was that way? Or it was just... I want him to be himself. But at the same time, I want him to be alert and mindful of other motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? That was always my thing. I need your head to be on a swivel. Got you. Like this. Don't trust every motherfucker because every motherfucker don't mean you good. You That's know what I'm true. saying? 
That's and true. it's motherfuckers out here just like okay, so this is one thing back when MTV was tough when they used to have the the stories, the true life, the true life, and mm-hmm. all those uh, different shows. So it was this one show in particular, or one movie that they made. This one little white boy, he went out and he had came out. He lived in this little country town, so he had come out or whatever, and he went to go kick it somewhere. Somebody came on to him like they really wanted to kick it with him. He leave with him. And they hung, they basically strapped his ass after they beat the dog shit out of him. Were, they other, were they other white people or black people? White people. Oh, okay. Because we don't do a, shit like that. You, mm, no, yes, they do. Hey, yep, we do. Hey, it's some ignorant niggas out here, too, that do I shit. I beg the differ, but... And, but I mean, half of them that do shit, the hell, they into the shit. They just don't want nobody to know they into the shit. Well, that's true. That's true. So, you find They don't want to... You find <laughs> <laughs> that's my fear. You running across a motherfucker that's down while it's down. And then when it's over, they looking at themselves ashamed. It's like, you better not tell nobody and I'm going to do this. And it's like, yo, my nigga. That makes good sense. So that was my fear. You know what I'm saying? I got And you. because KJ, I'm Kevin. He okay. is, <laughs> <laughs> he is the sweetest motherfucker. In other words, he trusts two motherfuckers. Easy. And it'd be motherfuckers that I'd be looking like. I'd be giving the side eye like. Mm. <laughs> and he'd be sitting there like, no, I think it's okay. No, I'm, I'm okay. This, mom, mom, it's okay. Mom, it's okay. Mom, it's okay. It'll be okay. Everything will work out. It'll be okay. And I'm going, fuck that. I just, I need some coordinates. I need some information. Give me somebody's handles and some screen. T- give me the license plate number because I'm a hunter motherfucker down. Please believe it. I watch too much mother- too much motherfucking true crime. <laughs> oh my god. So then my follow-up question would be, now we know this happened a couple years ago. Do we do, well, do y'all feel and again, the male sexuality wasn't questioned as much as the female. Do you feel the Me Too movement elevated the male sexuality side of it. Hmm. In what way? Elaborate a little bit. It, it could have. No, I'm just saying, like, because, well, we know why the Me Too movement started because of all the bad shit with certain people that we won't name. But Hollywood. Hollywood. Right. But it started coming out more with the male sexuality part of being on that side. But, di- but no, not even that. Remember, shit, I, I be saying it all the time. You don't see as much commercials of male-on-male sexuality oh. than you do before. You see more. You wasn't now. That's just me. When I pay attention to TV, you don't see that before the Me Too movement started. I could be wrong, but in actuality, that's what I'm saying. Once the Me Too movement started, a lot of the sexuality, whether inclusivity. Thank you for that. Thank you for inclusivity for both sides started being more for everybody started being more productive being more out there so that's just my question because at the time it was like women were going hey i'm here too i can do that too and or somebody they said i got to do this in order to do this and then so then that was when it was like hey we're here too and it's like oh 
I get what, I get what you're going But then the, the boil down factor question would be, why is it more acceptable for women to be on that side than for men to be on that side? Oh, shit. Good question. Ooh. Can I answer that question? Go ahead. Yeah, I'm with it. Six. Dicks are the most valuable commodity in America, probably on the fucking planet. Uh, men run the world, they make the rules. When you, as a matter of fact, prime example, Zaya Wade, when we were talking, when, when, whenever that girl came out as trans, whenever she made it known that she felt that she was born with the wrong body, the right. first thing a lot of men were talking about, especially black men, strangely, was her cutting her dick off. This bitch didn't say nothing about her dick, and that was the first place everybody's minds go to. I really think it boils down to having a penis. Women, when they decide they want to be um, bi-curious, if they're gay, and not so much decide, but you know, whenever they take that leap to express that to other people, rather, it's more taken as, oh, it's just a phase. She's just playing around. She's exploring. She's finding herself, you know, just doing her due diligence. The way that people expect women to sow their oats is very different than the way men are supposed to sow their oats. Women uh-huh. are allowed to go be free, expressive, travel the world, uh, move city to city, try to new people. Men, when they tell men to sow their oats, they mean go fuck all the bitches you can. Agreed. So I think that really is what it boils down to. Like the double standard as it pertains to sexuality, a lot of times literally just boils down to anatomy. Like, and you know, it's a 50 50 game, you know? So it's really just that gamble. As far as like the Me Too movement, I think that kind of flipped everything because people don't like, again, because of dicks, people don't like to think about like young men being taken advantage of sexually by older women. You know, it's more of a prize or a trophy or something to brag about when you're 12 and this 22-year-old lady can't pull your pants down and cook it. You are there. You peed in. But if it's the other way around, you're a man and 12-year-old girl, he's a fucking monster. Yeah. And really, both of them are monsters. Both of them are weird. Both of them are predators. With one, they have a dick. They hold the power. They have the... um, what is it? The influence. And with the other way around, it's like, oh, well, a girl can't rape a guy. She can't take something from you that you don't want to give to her. But that's very untrue, especially when you're young and naive and impressionable. So I feel like a lot of it literally just boils down to having a dick. And speaking on what he just said, like I I specifically have learned about a few people like within the past year alone, like this, like that have been sexually assaulted by women when they were a young age. And I'm not saying that I didn't believe in that, but honestly did not like just, I was oblivious to the fact that that was even going on around me, like, or that that could have been going on while I was younger. Like, that's just very eye-opening. So like, a lot of people don't think about that. I think we try to not shield you, but protect you from a lot of shit and with not actually telling you all the boogeyman's that yeah. was that you should be aware of. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I think, you know, you remember like that time when y'all almost got kidnapped and you swear you did and Chris was like, yes, we did. So, Hold on, what the fuck you mean kidnapped? They almost got kidnapped, for real. Like oh, a white, shit. Man, a okay. white woman rolled up and tried to pick them up when they was walking to school. 
Oh, okay. And My one bad. said no. Uh-uh, no, I don't think this is what they was doing. The trusting one. <laughs> um, and then the other one was like, uh-uh, KJ, let's run. So, you know. That sound like Chris. That's, that's Chris all damn day long. <laughs> but anyway, so I think we tried to protect you from certain shit because, and let's and I'm just throwing my shit at the full transparency. With me, I didn't remember that I was molested until like a few years ago. Boom! <laughs> I had blocked it out. I didn't, I didn't remember. I, I it did not. I I don't know, and it didn't come out until I was writing my book. When mm-hmm. I wrote my story, and then it was like, whoa. Wait a minute. What? I remember that night. Is that real? Did that really happen? And and I'm so fucked up and it fucked me up so bad because it was like, oh my God. How did I forget? How did I forget that? Like all these years, it happened when I was like 13, 12 or 13, and I don't remember. I wouldn't I, I, I wouldn't remember. I wouldn't say you you forgot it would be I blocked you it out. put you blocked it out. Yeah. I will I will elaborate on that and I'll touch on that because just like kid said um shit I was molested by a female when I was young. I was I was 8 then. I was 8. Mm-hmm. Um that's so she weird. was a grown ass woman. Mm-hmm. Um, come to the crazy thing was at that time when it happened. You need penis stuff. This is just personal experience, and it, it was crazy how everything went down. My mom actually walked in on it happening. In the beach, did she kill her? Is she dead? Huh? Did she kill her? Is she dead? That's his mom. You can't no, her, like that. No, the crazy thing was, <laughs> come right. to find out, she was pregnant at the time. But her baby passed away, um, and it and it was crazy because when and I think about it when now that I'm thinking about it, I still picture it to this day because I'm laying there on the bed, my shit standing straight up, my mom like, what the fuck is going on, and I'm just like, huh, 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 but it was just a simple fact that, like you said, kid. The when you flip the script is not as recognized as a woman taking advantage of a male. Mm-hmm. Is all focused on a male taking advantage of a woman or a male or a male? Yes, it's a man. Or if or a man. man do it, oh my god, right. it's a monster. If a woman do it, girl, what did you do? And and it was a simple fact. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I at, I'm eight. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. I'm just being. I'm doing what I was Your told shit to do. Your shit starting to rise and you're right. wondering what the well, hell my shit was rising. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but no, it was just... And me and my mom talked about this so many times. Nothing ever happened to that woman. And again, this was back in the shit, the fucking early, early mid-80s. Shit like that wasn't thought about when it came from a female perspective. Mm-hmm. Right. The fuck the part. If it came from a male perspective, that shit was all out. Like and somebody about it to be murdered. Right. Murder was the case that they gave me, like Snoop Dogg. So it, oh my gosh. Now, <laughs> did I ever, did it, when you say it never triggered you until certain shit happened, honestly, that's why I said, 
I just blocked it out. This shit don't bother me. At the same token, that's like some of the stuff I talk about when I say people use that as an excuse. As a saying, yes, some. If they do bad shit, oh, this happened to me when I was young. This, that, or the third. And honestly, I find that as bullshit. I find it as a piece. You for you. No, just for me. I find it out. It's it's bullshit. Because... You making up excuses to do hateful shit. Correct. Mm-hmm. And some people got away with that shit. Like the mm-hmm. law allows that shit to happen. For some people. For some you people. got to be this color. Cause when you this color, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> Hello. Case in point. I, I digress. You just made the I, fucking point. <laughs> hey. But I'm just like that like, shit don't make no sense. You say old oh, childhood trauma or PTSD made me do it. You know what I'm saying? Us, we can say some shit like this. And it's like, oh, well, we ain't got no record of that. You ain't never tell nobody. Right. But see, with me, and I think that was why I was so overprotective with y'all, and I did not know it. You know what I'm saying? Because remember, I wouldn't let y'all go spend the night over nobody's house unless I knew them, unless they were family members. And half of the family members, you still couldn't fucking go. Exactly. And the fucked up part is, and it was one family member in particular, obviously, that's the reason why I would never let you go over their house. But anyway, that's not the point. Um, because that's who did it to me. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't know that, like I said, until years later when I wrote that book and it was like, the fuck? Wait, 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 wait a minute. That wasn't supposed to happen. One, two, I never told nobody. Three, I blocked it out and completely forgot. You know what I'm saying? Then I don't went on, graduated, had kids myself, but I'm, I'm overprotective than a motherfucker. I'm a mother hen. You can't go over there. Mm -mm, I don't know them folks. I don't know their house. Nah, you can't do that. And then so, and then of course having a daughter, and then it's like, oh the fuck no, <laughs> no, 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 no. And then when it came out, I think it was worse. But then it also made me realize what the fuck. So that was what was going on in my head all this time. Then my mama had come out. Well, I think when I was pregnant with Ashley, she actually told me her truth. She was molested when she was eight. So mm. it was like childhood, childhood, childhood. And that was a family friend that snuck in the window that did. That mm. was always welcome to the house. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mine was a goddamn cousin. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, at this point, you really have to go... Mm, I, Don't tell me this cousin name start with a C. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. We do, we giving away too many facts. We're not going to do that. We're not even going to say that because <laughs> oh, I wouldn't never see your daddy. Your daddy no. ain't going to hunt me because he was mad as fuck because I would never tell who it was. But anyway... No, Plead the fifth and we're gonna move on. We just gonna say that name that shall not be mentioned. But anyway, so you know, it shit happened and now I see why I was so overprotective. You know what Got I'm saying? You. Point blank period. Got you know what you. I'm saying? Because I wanted to protect my kids from the unknown. <laughs> really, you know what I'm saying? But do because you feel there the- are so many people and there are a lot of men. That will, and they don't give a fuck who they molest. They just, it's boy, girl, they don't give a fuck. Was your protection based on the upbringings of you or the upbringings of your children now in today's society? Now that I see, now, hindsight is twenty twenty. Right. Now that I see, my mama was a helicopter mama. She wouldn't let me date. Da 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 Shit, prom was the first time she approved for me to go on a date. Hell, I'm 18. You know what I'm saying? Goddamn, now you care? I mean, now I can go out? Yeah, I've, been, I've been going out all this time. You didn't, you didn't know how much I was doing. Just hoeing. Anyway, but... um, Just what? Hey, I'm going to keep it simple. 
Look, I'm a reformed host. I did my part. Anyway, so <laughs> live my life before my life begins. Anyway, so and that and make me wonder, is that the reason why I was promis- promiscuous? But anyway, it's not one. <laughs> but now I see why my mama helicoptered me. And then yeah. and so I took that trait and it was like I took certain stuff from my upbringing and I think that's why I helicoptered my kids. You know what I'm saying? It was gotcha. like, but I don't think I did it to a point where they had no freedom to do anything. Right. So it's like I backed off enough. I just wouldn't let y'all spend the night on nobody's house. It had to be right. under my roof. You know what I'm right. saying? Either you come here or you don't. Gotcha. I think um, I think in this I think in today's oh, oh go ahead kid I'm sorry so separating a little bit from the you know the the big P mm-hmm. uh, while we're talking about upbringing how do you feel like your upbringing shaped the way you perceived gay people hmm. Hmm. that's a good question I I will honestly say with me. And I don't know. I think I'm just different based on the events in my childhood and based on how I grew up and who I grew up around. I honestly don't give a fuck. Yeah. I I, I really don't. And if you know me, I'm just a laid back person that really don't give a fuck. As long as you don't disrespect me, I won't disrespect you. Uh-huh. And when I think about it, I'm just like, I have family members that are of the other side of other that are of the alphabet community and that I'm very close with that are like my fucking best friends. Shit. Even in some of my past jobs, shit is I hunt. I was took into a couple, uh, taken, taken. took and taken is all the fucking same thing. Mm-hmm. I was taken to a couple different alphabet bars without me knowing. <laughs> but the crazy thing was, I actually had fun. Like mm-hmm. they was buying you drinks. They, they like, didn't. They didn't disrespect like, me. All the little light skin chocolate drops. They 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 yeah, didn't come cool. at me wrong. They didn't. They didn't do this, that, and the third. It was just we was hang. Y'all Once I realized where I was, I was like, y'all motherfuckers brought me here. So the stigma, the perception, jumped out first. I was like, y'all motherfuckers brought me here. Like, are you serious right now? All right. But then it was just like, shit, I'm fucking having fun. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And that's what made me really realize you can't just jump out there on perception of other people. You can't jump out there on perception of even other races. You can't just jump out there just because of the fact of how the world looks at anybody. I don't give a fuck who it is. Right. And I will credit that was the one thing that the military helped me with also, just opening my eyes to different shit. But it's just my own upbringing. Because like I said, based on my childhood, based on my upbringing, I don't give a fuck no more. Okay. It is what it is. On that note, because you grew up, what, in the North, right? You were Yankee? Yeah, here Yankee. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, go ahead. 
Do you think that plays a role in like your perception of those? Because I, to my understanding, uh, a lot of the New England states have a higher population of people in general. And because of that, have a higher population of like the alphabet community or like even other like uh, cultural, different cultural groups. Like, so do you feel like that played a part in like, like your exposure to those things growing up? Do you think that maybe gave you I don't know. I want to say a leg up. You know, like, gave you the additional, um, like, uh, what is it like? I'm losing words. Yeah, like that. So, like, gain that stance of indifference. So, in in general, honestly, when I think back to it, I would say I honestly can't answer that because it's like I never really paid attention until a later age, mm-hmm. until I really gained the understanding. Between the the knowledge, the understanding between the two roles. And when I look at it, it's not a role. It's a person. It's a being. It's a human. It's who who the fuck cares? Yeah. Who who really cares? Because when you think about it, and then that's where honestly also the stereotype or the stigma comes in with a a male when they feel as though, oh, is my child gonna possibly be this or be that? Right. And I have an 18 year old son. My son grew up autistic, but my son was always a homebody. Like he didn't care about stuff. He, he kind of somewhat took after me. When I think back about it, would I have cared if my son turned out to be part of the alphabet community? I'm going to honestly say no. Because of the knowledge and the, in the, um, the advancement of what I've learned. The information. The information of what I learned. It wouldn't have bothered me. But you gotta think about it. A male, a male, a father is always gonna want his son to be, you know, dicking down every chick he can see. Every chick he could come across. That's always the stereotype. That's always right. You want your boy to go out there. Right. I want you to be a big guy. I think that's where the difference of the perception, the misconception, the audacity of the, the human race, the, hu- the, double the double standard of the human race comes in at. Right. What's on? So for me, um, with my upbringing, I heard my, you know, y'all don't come for me. Anybody listen this? I mean, she said this. Okay, when I used to hear my grandma and my great grandma talking about some, oh, she ain't nothing but old bulldogger. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the shit used to. I was hey, like, that was that word though, bulldogger. I was going, what the fuck is a bulldogger? Oh, bulldogger. And it's like <laughs> they used to say shit like that, and I'd be like, hey. And it's like, I'm just looking at her going, she just looks like she dressed like a dude. I don't know. What does that mean? And it's like, and then, you know, my uncles, you know, they get all up and all, oh, he old faggot. And it's like, what? Is that, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't understand. And I remember looking in one of my photo albums, one of my grandma's photo albums. When my grandpa and her neighbors out kicking it. And I remembered, I remember that to this day, the dudes that was in them Polaroids, they had on boas and dresses and platform heels 
but like one or two of them had a beard and a mustache. So, and wigs, and I'm looking like... <laughs> I can't ask them, because I don't want anybody to get mad at me. But I'm really going, are those dudes? I don't... No, those aren't dudes. Maybe it's just girls with facial hair. I don't know. I don't get it. And it was like later on when, you know, reality hit and, you know, some of my older cousins start talking to us, younger cousins, it's like, oh, now I get it. <laughs> and it was like bulldogger and it's like, oh, they just say it country. They're saying, like, oh, no, no, no. And back then, of course, we're thinking that it's bad. Because the older people they're that's talking how, like that's how bad. we were taught, and so it's right. like shit. And once we get older, and I go to high school, and and now I'm around, you know, boys that act like that, and I'm going, um, I don't, I don't, but they cool. So it's like I can't talk bad about them. Shit, we cool than a motherfucker, and they used to boost. Okay, separate whole nothing. Oh and god, who she talking about her? The point. But, <laughs> so I had friends. So it was like high school, we more accepting. I know what they said, but I don't feel like that. And so then, you know, as time go on and being now, being in the, you know, in adulthood or whatever, still got friends like that. You know, I'm still cool. And then, you know, Derek come out, you know, hell, I'm still cool. Cause I'm like, you know, what the fuck? That right. has nothing to do with me. I think once we realize and we come to terms that, Whatever somebody else does on their own free time in their own bedroom or whatsoever ain't got shit to do with me unless right. I make it about me. And right. I refuse to make it about me because ain't got shit to do with me. I'm not you kidding. Don't make me shit. You, you feel me? That's... You didn't ask for my opinion. So what the fuck I feel? What I look like giving it to you? <laughs> you didn't ask. <laughs> you know what I'm That's true. That so. is very fucking true. Yeah. I mean, it just boils down to the perception of reality, mm-hmm. the perception of life, the perception of what another person take on when they're looking at people. Right. And you can't, in in my opinion, you can't classify the alphabet community as just people. They're human fucking beings. Period. Yeah. And I think once people realize they're that, human beings, it would be just, so much easier. They bleed down to the fucking white meat just like we do message and I don't care if they on this side of the skin color or I will slap the shit out of them just as much as I would do most (laughs) 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 but no I just I just look at it as they're just as much as a human being as we are whether it's my child whether it's my bonus child whether it's a friend whether it's a family member it is what it is one more question before we get ready to close out so living and walking in your truth is it hard or has it been hard? Go. Mm-hmm. Big stepper. You know, it, it was hard at first. Okay, Frida Jr. And only in the way that it was hard for me at first. Because, like I said, I've been the same flamboyant, dramatic, extra-ass kid, like, since birth. Like, you know what I'm saying? Hollering Mary J. Blige lyrics in your ear. You know, doing Beyonce choreo. Girl, I've been that. I've been that. So the hard part was becoming an adult Mm -hmm. and having the freedom to explore, like, where that like what that meant for me where i landed what i want to look like what i want to sound like like really the hard part is finding yourself 
later, I feel like. Because one thing that a lot of people don't recognize, especially in the uh, in the LGBTQIA community plus whatever, we are forced. Yeah, yeah, you just adding fucking letters and shit. Where did I come from? Those are technically all the letters. LGBTQIA+. And so, basically, like, we're forced (laughs) to, in sometimes, like, in in areas like ours, the Bible Belt, you know, rural South, um, like, because I feel like in other other places, they really don't deal with, like, like, on the West Coast, maybe in New York, like, it's not that bad. But here, because of where we are, because of, you know, the circumstances of our upbringing, our parents' upbringing, we are forced to kind of live in this little bubble you know until we're until you 18 you grow and get out of my house like you know what i'm saying until you reach the age where you can freely where you know what i'm saying where you're supplying your own needs and wants and you have the space to explore yourself i feel like that's why it becomes hard for a lot of us like a lot of gay men when they come out uh at like 20 22 25 26 some of the things they do seem very remedial, very high school, very childish, but it's because they're doing what they should have done at 14, at 24. Got you. That makes a very good point right there. I feel like that's the only hard part is trying to grow at a reasonable, comfortable rate while not like regressing too much, Mm -hmm. but also staying true to what you want and what your inner child wants. So, like, being myself is not the hard part, but figuring out how to do that in a productive manner. Got you. That makes sense. On my side, like, honestly, it really hasn't been, like, and I'm grateful to, like, to say this, but, like, honestly, truly, it has not been, like, difficult in any way on my side. Like, I've always had, like, a loving family, a loving group of friends, like, an accepting like acceptance around everywhere. Like I really haven't been discriminated against like by my sexuality at all. Like in any kind of way, there's only been like maybe one or two instances where I've been called like a faggot or whatever, whatever, like anything like that. But and honestly, like I there's been no like difficulty like living in my because that's truth. the cancer in you. You don't give a fuck. I don't. That's cancer. He don't that's give a fuck. I really don't. Like, so. <laughs> he's a sweet cancer. You like I don't give a fuck. I'm sorry for cut. I'm sorry for cut you off, KJ. Go ahead. No, okay, okay. I was gonna say I thought you were a July cancer, but you're a June cancer too, and there mm-hmm. is a big difference now that I've like witnessed huh? a July cancer. Okay, you ain't have to say it like that. Yes, I'm a June cancer. You, ah. you ain't have to say it like that. But like I said, like literally, I haven't really experienced any like difficulty. Now, growing up or whatever, I have witnessed difficulties coming from other people, like their families not being too accepting or like he was saying like it's literally the bible the bible thumpers that Ooh, like the bible know, thumpers. no the bible thumpers that usually like are not like I ain't read a page past deuteronomy <laughs> child and they couldn't quote it and they only quote the ones that the preacher done quoted to me they don't know the rest of the bible exactly so like i'm i'm me personally i'm very grateful for my my uh, to my upbringing and like where I'm at right now because like I just there's everywhere I am like has been an, an accepting environment but I don't really try to put gotcha. myself into 
a negative environment or somebody or an environment that doesn't accept those kind of people uh, mm-hmm. us our community because mm-hmm. like why would i like because you don't have to <laughs> shit it's, well, it's out there i mean it you is know. what it is now you know, in, in today's you know, society it's like step on it's like and, i ain't got to be accepted by your ass right. you, and, you got no seat at your table for me well fuck you and have a nice day in today's society, it is what it is now. It's just the way it's the way people's perception right. exactly looks at each other. Right. And I mean, and and even in closing, and I know if y'all even said it, I'm sorry, but I would just say, if if you had somebody, even if it was one person, if you had to make an impactful statement, or you was just trying to tell somebody, this is what I went through you don't have to go through this what would be your closing remark in order to help somebody else that's going through possibly the same thing that you went through growing up me first you can go first um honestly anybody who's like struggling with like like struggling with accepting themselves or like coming out to anybody who like is in their life like just (laughs) one day at a time like literally like take your time with it but at the same time like 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 just explore all of your options before committing to one decision because like there are so many so many a lot of people don't people think it's just black and white like it's just like gay or straight but in reality there's just so there's so many avenues and directions that you can go pansexuality like asexuality all of those like so don't feel like that you have to limit yourself to one box like explore everything and whatever you decide is what you decide like you don't have to live with yourself like you can label yourself as um i'm gonna say pansexual but you can label yourself as a non-binary or whatever you want to do like but truly like explore all your options and just don't give a fuck about anybody like in that same sense because if somebody doesn't accept you two bees in a bucket bucket like (laughs) that's when you can just go on by yourself and move on to the next because there are there are so many other people in the world that'll fully accept you for you and love you and the people that don't accept you then that's they were meant to be in your life Mm -hmm. at that point it doesn't matter you are your mother's child. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to add to my chubby girls, to my feminine girls, to my dark skin girls. Don't let this world tell you that you are undesirable because these bitches want to be you. So you be you and be the best you, whatever you that is. You can make a new you every day and they're going to trail behind. Love you, and I love you. <laughs> when he says girls, he means like the girls, the gays, the days, the everybody. Everybody. Girl is the leader. See, that's what I'm talking about. When it comes to the overall factor of just recognizing who a human being is. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And you already know my model. Fuck you and the high horse you came in on. This is our opinions. Fuck you. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, before we close out, y'all just hang in with us for a little bit so we can make sure everything uploads. But 
to our lovely Philly Online community. Thank y'all so much for hanging with us and getting into this deeper, deeper, deeper season that we are going on this We really love you guys. We really, really, really do. And like I used to say, love on yourself so you can love on somebody else. Don't do it. <laughs> Fuck with yourself first. All right, go ahead. <laughs> That's true. That concludes our fabulous episode of just recognizing who you are and coming out as who you are this is philly on lock underscore podcast and we are signing out peace thank you for tuning in to today's discussion we hope you enjoyed the show if so please rate us five stars on apple Podcasts, spotify and or facebook the more we grow the more people will know just what we have to offer and it doesn't cost you a dime to personally interact with us please follow us on all major social media platforms and we will get back with you until next time bye